when you see all that war foments to the subjects of your crown in Adair, and Hark, and Lakeshire, and Montaire, in both store and tavern, is where the good people will, will bow down God. When you band together, the many become one. Into the Kensington, Adair, Hark, Waterdeep, Jesus, God. When you buy arrows, buy all that you can to fill your quiver in the dark of the fog and... Or sit or stand. She spreads lie into the soil. Talking is was known already. Charnel blades, forgotten souls and brick. Earth stone can live. There is only the king. I may have come from a stone or from a tree, but your hour on Gilbrain. Gilbrain, from all accounts, is a wasteland. To outsiders who see distended bellies and all hope forgotten. End all wars with spears and teleportation circles, and bridges and trails and rivers and boats. Where the wine is never sweet, but always dry, and cream puffs taste of lavender. Oh, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Hot. Hey, hey. That was some hot pod right there. Yes, Episode 47. Baby. Wait, we're not going straight into bonus content to just talk about that? <laughs> no, not yet. No, okay, not we'll yet. That's a, little, we'll that's a little teaser. I, so everyone, uh, I asked the gentleman to uh, record a poem uh, that came from the Dungeon Master uh, beforehand. And they have no idea what how it's going to play out in this uh, in 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 the game today in the show today uh, or how it's going to go uh, or what it all means. Uh, hopefully that'll that'll work out here during the course of the show. Uh, as always, I am your DM Tom Blaylock. You are listening to the Dungeon Dads podcast. I am yeah, joined by <laughs> Tim Carr playing Phil near Omajira. That's How's right. Going, yes, I am. I am doing well. How are you doing? Right. I'm doing great. Sam Frank playing abel rock brother snowflower <laughs> what's up abel after 47 episodes it's fucking tight intro man that's tight it's tight <laughs> i even said you're listening to dungeon dad podcast can you, yeah. can you believe that <laughs> <laughs> and john watson playing the wizard ionis silhavine how's it going john dude i'm sitting here playing dungeons and dragons with my guys that's so good couldn't be any it. better oh <laughs> All right, let me give you a very brief overview because that obviously that opening was not going to do the overview. <laughs> um, you guys just burned down. I got down. everything I needed from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do things on my own now, mostly. Um, <laughs> and uh, you guys burned down my fucking tower. I mean, we uh, gave you fair warning. It, no, it's fine. Look, I, I, I encouraged it in, uh, in the bonus episode and offline. I said, you know what? If you're going to do this, let's do it right. I almost killed you all. 
I almost killed, uh, you know, Augie Grappa almost took everybody down. If Tim and Filnir would have done things slightly differently, I think I would have had a total team kill. I think I may really may have been able to do that, pull that off. But you burned down my tower. You killed, I don't know if you want the actual body count. It was 117 men. Good grief. Yeah. Uh, a couple people survived. You'll That, that will play out today. He's like, don't worry. I only rolled up 73 of them. (laughs) (laughs) So terrible and so true. Uh, (laughs) No, there were three people I rolled up in there. And I'll tell you, one of them that you didn't even get to see, it's going to, you know, I'll save him for later. Yeah, those just get a name change. Yeah, that's (laughs) just a name change. If even that, they didn't even mention before. You set off, they set off these green flames, these green smoke flames, mm. flares that went throughout the, the three way, north and south. And you flew away. You got to the Ryan Mighty. You show up. Felipe Madamba is waiting for you there. And he just kind of, he just kind of, he's, he's got a cane and he kind of ambles out of the Ryan Mighty and he says, ah, this will do. Gentlemen, do you have anything you want to do or say before uh, we get to the action of the Ryan Mighty? I mean, remind us, we have prisoners that we've got, you got from the tower that we rescued. Monterans plus Zerolith, correct? Yep. Yes, that's uh, correct. And Zerolith is the only one that's actually Felipe's report, Person. right? That's, that's yep. right. Yep. And we haven't made any conversation with him yet as to who we've got in tow or who needs to be helped or... What I would prefer, and let me just tell you, I would prefer to go ahead and move you into the basement of the Ryan Mighty and get right into the conversation with Felipe Madamba. But I didn't want to railroad you guys too much. If you had well, things you wanted to say, well, things I you just, wanted to I do. Just, I, I do want a luck roll. <laughs> for, for what? For, for I, want, what? <laughs> I want one luck roll. I, I feel bad about the Monteran that burned down with the tower. I feel like I could have grasped his hand and dimension doored out on my way out of the place, but nah, nah, not, fuck that. Not even a luck nah, roll. I'm not, gonna, uh, I'm not giving that. I'm not giving you that. Uh, no, he's, he's, he's dead. He's a hundred percent dead. Just he, dead. He and the gif. And died cursing your name. Cursing yeah, my he name. He saw you. Yeah. He saw you. Yeah. He, know, he, he knew who you were. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> as you walked out of the tower, you looked back and you were like, you had this like look of, oh, I want to do something and I'm so sorry. And he was like, hey, Ain't you that king's son? And then smoke inhalation, and, uh, and you actually death. saw him die. You and actually saw death. him die. I said it was a true death. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. All right. Well, I definitely feel bad about that. Right, come, now, come, come, come downstairs wait, right now. Not, oh, not nope. to delay our momentum. <laughs> How's everybody doing on hit points? Terrible. Uh, I know Pawson has a cap on his max, but he's not doing great. Filner's doing okay. Uh, Jonas got Jonas is all right. He he, you gave everybody twenty when you got everybody back up, and then uh, Mister Percy gave me a healing potion. I'm just gonna do a prayer of healing upcast to third level. I have nine hit points right now, so that's gonna be fourteen plus four, eighteen hit points back for all right Pawson and. Percy and and everybody else, right? And Ionis and Phil Near and me. Awesome. And I, I only I have it's a, a cap. ten minute casting time, but I I assume we can sort of do that on the road as we go. Yeah. The thing you notice about Felipe 
that's different from the first time you saw him on the battlefield at the Battle of the Briar is that he is hunched over, limping. Uh, he looks terrible. It, it looks like he might, you know, if he was a human, it looks like he might be 95 years old. Uh, he is, he doesn't look great. And he, I, I look over to Jonas and I'm like, more like barely stands with bear mounts. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Stands, uh, stands, stands, and barely mounts. <laughs> good one, good one. Yeah, yes, I, I know, I know what they must be saying about me down in the, in the breen right now. But frankly, it's, uh, it's probably better than even I feel. Come, come down. We've been expecting you, but we certainly didn't expect you like this. Uh, come, come down to the wheel room. You didn't expect us like this. What do you mean? And he sort of motions to the air where the green smoke is filling parts of the sky. He says, uh, uh, "Just you coming is good omen, good fortune, but uh, it just means we 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 have less time than I than I expected we would have." Are you concerned they will come look for us here? It, it's worse than that. Come downstairs. Come down. Are we able to feed these prisoners that we rescued from this from the and, tower? And he, and he didn't even notice them. <laughs> he saw Zerolith and he looks back and he says, the, the Monterans are probably going to have to die. I'm afraid uh, that will not sit well with Ionis. They are his people. Or, please, or please. <laughs> please, you, you must take, you, you must take care of these. Come on now. <laughs> you must take care of these people. We, we've, we've worked very hard to try and get them here. We, we're trying to see them home. Uh, your decision. They, I, I will. I it's. I will. Uh, it's not going to matter much in a few hours. Uh, just, just, just come down. Let me show you what we have for you. I, I, I just let me. Let me show you. So, all right, we'll come with you. People, still please. told us about you. Please feed, feed all those that we brought with us. Please take care of them. We, we must go down. And the dwarf at the counter in the tavern looks over, and she <laughs> doesn't do anything. And Felipe looks over and just gives her a small hand wave, and she says. Uh, all right, all right. Come on over here. We've got food for you. We've got some bread and soup, and I guess, I guess ale as well. I guess it's not going to matter much anymore. Very soon, anyway. Eat, eat all you can. Eat all you can. And uh, they sort of make their way over there. And Zerolith takes one of the Monterans by, by the back of the neck, and she pulls him close and says, "You tell your friends not to eat too quickly. They might die." Just a little at a time, they go and they start to eat soup. Felipe, I'm so sorry. We thought we could handle it. The dam is much, much better fortified than we had originally thought. Yes, I know, I know. After you were captured, we followed downstairs. Just come, Zerlith. It's good to see you, darling. He puts her arm around his shoulder and he starts to take her downstairs. Uh, gentlemen, please, please leave the wolf here, but please come, come down, come down here. Pawson. Stay here. And he lays down and starts licking himself. I follow him down. Yeah, I'll okay. go down too. Okay. It's a wheel room where the bottom of the mill uh, wheel, the water wheel is is there. And there's a, a, a rather large table set up uh, down there and it's papers are spread all over it. And it's uh, sort of become a stand in for a war room here. There are maps everywhere and there are letters stacked up. And uh, Felipe um, rolls out uh, this this map that is um, it, it's it's a river 
and uh, it's it says uh, it says the Potter's River, and you see that the Potter's Trail is next to the river, and it marked on the map is the mill where you're now at the Ryan Mighty, and then you see that it sort of follows down. He has marked fortifications along the river. So here's the problem: I made a deal with uh, the Monterans that we would assault these fortifications here and here and here, and that we could destroy the dam here. And we told them that we controlled the tower and that we would send up the green flame when the dam was down. I'm quite certain that they have left Monterre in ships. And the problem is that the dam keeps one from making their way down toward Monterre. And the plan was that they would take the fort 20 miles south of here along the river. But they cannot get their boats passed unless we break the dam. Is it not too late to stop them? To let them know that the smoke was raised and it is a false alarm? I... I... I don't know how we would do that. Well, who, who is leading the ship? Uh, who is in charge? Well, I have been sending letters, and he holds up some letters, and he says, uh, with the new leader of Monterre, Reinhold Erlington, who has made us a deal, and I, I, I fear the Monterran army is now making their way into... A situation which will not be as one-sided as we had hoped. So, Felipe, just to make sure I understand, you're saying the Monterans were to go at the sign of green smoke and were to have an easy battle to win, correct? They were not expecting battle on the river. And now? And and now, when they hit the lake here, and he points this thing, it says, Water's End Pond. He says, when they hit the Water's End, this will be their demise. Now, we might be able to stop their ships somewhere up here. And he points like way far north. And he says, we do have people here. But I fear that once the scouts from Harkness see the boats leave Monterre, which they must surely have now, that it will be an act of war. And they will think that whatever happened to the tower that you have done has begun, changed what this was before into something different changed it from a, a rising hostility, a rising skirmish into all-out war between the once allies. And what would you propose to solve this? I, I have an idea, but I'd like to hear your solution first, if you have one. Well, there's two things, young Omajara. One, I have not just been expecting you since Silmoonbrook told me about you. I have been expecting you for many years. Years? Me? Or us? Or some version of us? I, I did not know who it would be. I knew there would be a Monteran, and I knew that there would be a half-elf marked by the blade. I did not know who they would be. I thought I would have many years to come to terms with things, unfortunately. And he sort of points down to his body, says, unfortunately, I am not in a state that will be helpful. My plan would be that I lead a charge in a boat and destroy the dam, and I take you three where you must go. Which is where? This is the good news. Water's End Pond. The river from the potter moves into the pond. It is dammed. And the water does not go anywhere. It seems as though the water just enters the pond and that is it. But the river continues to flow. 
superstitious hockeys believe that they are the water is evaporating from the bottom of the pond. In truth, there is a hole at the bottom of the pond that is very difficult and very dangerous to get to when the pond is blockaded and dammed. But when the water goes down, if the dam is broken, we will be able to see the hole. It is to that hole which I will take you. It leads to a cavern beneath the gift. And, and, and then? And then I will show you what your futures hold. Zerileth sort of touches him on the shoulder, and she's sort of resigned to whatever he's talking about. She says, it would also help the cause if Philippe Madamba is seen leading a charge. I'm afraid after many battles, not just the one that you were in, the Elwood is no longer taken seriously and feared the way it once was. Felipe cannot cast anymore. You have no magic. I have the magic. The last magic that I cast nearly killed me. I'm afraid I'm afraid it's too much for these weary bones. I Felipe. have one or two things still in me, but not much else. Humor me for a moment. What is the urgency of getting to the hole? The urgency is I believed that we were going to destroy the dam. Right. When Zerilith went inside four the weeks ago. The urgency is the Hawk army. The urgency is that Monterre might well be at war with Hark now. And it is in my best interest, and I believe your best interest, for Monterre to be victorious in this opening salvo of the war between Monterre and Hark. And the opening salvo will, if done correctly, unleash the river and the pond down on the four settlements that provide the resources for all of the Western Hark soldiers. What are those four settlements? What are their names? One is called Oakenshield. One of them is the Potter's Realm. <laughs> and the other one is called Water's End. There was a fourth one. What is it called? <laughs> <laughs> the fourth is called Briar Landing. And where does the water go after it presumably floods Hark territory? Does it spread out or does it there somehow is an turn old, around? There is an old riverbed where these settlements have been installed and created and the water will flow all the way down to Hawk City. It will not flood Hawk City, but the river will flow again. Aeonis, you know Reinhold Erlington. I don't know if perhaps you still have the ability to reach out to him. It's not too late to keep the boats in Monterre and delay the war well, if it has not already begun. I had a, I had a similar thought. Uh, Felipe, it sounded like you said the boats have already left. It's, I, I do not have scouts in Monterre. The signal was the green smoke, so if the they've seen it... The signal was the green smoke. Presumably they are leaving now, or have already left. Uh, let me try. There's, there's a little bit of trepidation to Jonas, because he hasn't spoken to this man since... Right, and you guys aren't necessarily on the same team. Since he put him in the portal. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't the best, uh, best of circumstances. Lieutenant Erlington, this is Lord Ionis Esteperson Silhavind. Stop your boats. Do not travel to Potter's Trail. Ionis, it can't be you. If it is, I am glad to hear your voice. Monterre is in chaos, my boy. The war with Hark is inevitable. I do not control the general on the boats. I do not control much. Return as soon as you can. Gentlemen, I do not believe that I can stop this. 
Erlington has told me that he does not control the general. It may be it may be up to us in the end. Well, it was worth a try. Thank you for reaching out. I know that can't have been easy. I I simply must return home. Full stop. I I do not know if I would do that. Why not? I believe you are needed here. And then he rolls out another map and he spreads out the Breen Valley and he says, All of this has been promised to us by first your father, and now Lord Erlington has agreed to keep the terms of our initial alliance intact. If we can help him throw the yoke of the Harkness army off of Monterre, he has promised to help us against Adair to make all of the disputed Breen a free nation, an ally of Monterre. Here and here and here and here. And he rolls out another map, and it's a map that's uh, clearly been written in your father's hand. You recognize it immediately. And it's got a name on the country that is the Breen Valley, and it's Ionia. Oh. <laughs> I just stare at it wide-eyed. This is, this is truly unbelievable. I, I just... Jonas, I need to make sure. Do not let this gnome sell you a dream. Look at him. If he knew the secret to making the Breen a free valley, wouldn't he have done it by now? Too true. Too true. Priest, humans do cut to the quick of it, don't they? I've I've waited to meet you a long time, gnome on Panther back. <laughs> I appreciate what you did for me at the Briar. God damn, am I tired of people I just met telling me what I ought to do. I understand. Ionis, we are tired, but I only see one way forward from here. What's that, Abel? We do not form a unified Breen by flooding the villages, whether they're Hark or Adair. Those are names these people barely know. War between Hark and Monterre was inevitable. You know, we were at the tower. They were going to kill those Monterran nobles the second they showed up. But that doesn't mean that we win by playing these people off against each other. You've, you've got to be bigger than Montaire now. You can't just make a deal to sell one group of people out to another. And, well, and these troops coming down, do they owe your uncle anything? It sounded like he wasn't even barely in control of them. Well, it, first of all, he's, he's not my uncle. He's... A usurper that's shared my mother's bed. Mm, yeah. uh, Uncle Serper, got it. <laughs> 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 so, and, and, although Felipe, you wouldn't know this yet, the Hark army is leaderless, disorganized, panicked. I'm quite certain that is not true. Agi Grappa will march here and burn everything that she sees down. Would that she could. She has several hundred troops. When the boats approach the tower, they will rain fire and death down upon them. <laughs> Filnir, I'll let you tell him. Augie Gropper is dead. The tower from whence we came looks more like a chimney than a tower. Any hawk soldiers stationed in that tower, well, may their souls rest in peace. You, you, you 
this is interesting news, to say the least. So, how soon until the Monterran boats are at the dam? Twelve hours at the most. And how far is the dam from here? Perhaps, if we take my boat, which was my original plan, we could be there in three hours, two hours from here. Oh, that's what I wanted to hear, long rest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was doing that math too. I was like, so how, how many How many troops can you muster in that amount of time? And can they all fit on your boat? Well, let me tell you what we're up against. I do have troops in the woods who can charge on the dam. There is a fort there. But before we get there, there are two embankments that only have five or six archers and several footies who will pull a chain that will obstruct warships. My, my plan to destroy the dam was to take my boat and appear as though it was just me and some of my close lieutenants. The three of you is what I was thinking. Destroy the two embankments. And then there is a, a conjurer of some talent who occupies the fort on the dam. He is not to be trifled with, but I believe we could create some sort of uh, weather pattern, fog or something of the like, that we could obstruct and have the 15 or 20 troops that I could probably muster, not great men, but some good. Zerilith is in no condition to charge. Tell me the conjurer's name is Cloudsack. <laughs> the conjurer's name is not Cloudsack. But I do know Waverly, and he is very dangerous. Well, the plan is no longer to destroy the dam. The plan is to wait for the Monteran troops to be engaged with the Hark army, and then to sweep upon them unawares and smash them to pieces. And to the Monteran soldiers, the king returns in their moment of most dire need. He thinks on it for a moment and he says, It's very dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like in some sort of story we would be told. That is the kind of moment we need for those Monterans to acknowledge your claim, Jonas. Oh, I would agree. That is, that is well thought out, Abel. Well done. I do not know if you... How could you? I am prepared to make a great sacrifice to you. Great sacrifice. It is of my opinion that the great Felipe Madamba ought to be reveled by the singers and storytellers for this victory, and that Felipe Madamba then bends the knee to the great king, Ionis, and thus preserving my place in the Owlwood. But I will admit that you all, that I need you more than you need me. We must descend into the pond. If we are not going to destroy the dam, we must find a way to go 30 feet down into the underground waterfall. This, this is where you will find your power in the Breen, Ionis, and Filnir, and also Abel. <laughs> Don't think I didn't notice that I wasn't part of that prophecy earlier either. Our power comes from the same source, all three of us. It is difficult to explain. Um, 
I will tell you what I can. Under the gift is the old giant temple of the Moonbrook Elves. It is all Ladybone, and in it you can see the contrails passing from here to there, almost like a map. And it is there, it is there that the greatest weapons were charneled in the Breen. And I, I plan to give myself up to the sword you now carry, Vilnir Omajira. You hold in your hand Kegaset. I hold up Quiet Dark. This one? That is, this is what you Kegas- mean? Yes, that is Kegaset. That is a sword that was made by the Elven Kings, and it was, it was made to be a symbol of the ruler of all of Gilbrain. Why would a king use a sword that is almost invisible and helps him skulk around? That is not its power. What is its power, then? Its power is whoever is was the last charnelled into it. Ah. And I hate to say it, but a dear friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine, a ranger named Rollis, was last charnelled into it. I will allow you to wield Felipe Madamba. I, I'm sorry? You would want to be charnelled into this blade? I am dying, man. I am dying anyway. But that is why we're here, Abel. We came with the objective of trying to ease your pain, trying to carry you through this, help you recover. I, I, I do not think that will happen. I have come to the end of my life. I will set Rawlis's soul free. If that means anything to you, it means something to me. I'm, I'm at a loss. You want to be the one seen as the savior and then bending the knee to me and then you're just going to vanish we we need you to rally your troops if we're going to unite this island there are he people attacking the island from outside we must all stand together to prevent this clearly i mean surely you know he has a way to show me to them and he points at you filner that is why it must be him must be me don't be daft I know what you can do. I know what you can do. I'm not sure I know what I can do. You bring the dead back. You see the dead. Yes. I can show you how to do it and control it. I would not argue with you, but not at the cost of your life. There are worse things than dying, fellas. And hell, maybe Felipe's volunteering for one of them right now. We ain't had the best luck of souls trapped in swords. Yes, what is the objective of being channeled into the blade? The last soul we met that was channeled into a weapon turned out to be quite a maniac. I am not a maniac. There are good swords, and there are bad ones. I point to the Ionia on the map. Yes. Is this what it's all for, Felipe? Is this what you would see created? That is what I would like to see. See here and here and here, and the elves may return to here. And you see the gnomes here. We will eventually take back the gap. And you see over here, this is where humans and half-elves and elves and dwarves may live together. On this map, does it uh, show where we know Hark and Adair are? Uh, yes, it does. And those places are now, according to him on that map, those places would belong to who? 
No, there's a still hark and dare. Okay. The large middle has been the basically what you know of as the disputed Breen Valley ha- has been colored a new a new color. It's got a light blue outline around it and says Ionia. And then uh, Monterre is not connected to that at all. Monterre is still where Monterre is. I don't know if we want any part of that mountain city mayhem yet. well gentlemen i i know we are all tired and this is a lot to absorb and we presumably do not have a lot of time to waste felipe i do not know how long what you have to teach will take i do know we need a rest i have one more question please is there another nearby contrail now that the ton dick is destroyed? And he points to the lake and he says, there is a hole in the bottom of the pond. I have resisted saying so quoth the queen so many times in this conversation. <laughs> and I feel like you're daring me. <laughs> Down this hole inside the keep, the old temple but we must turn it on it's not it's not one that you can just travel to before you have awakened it and that is the closest one to us now that i know of yes once we're down there how do is that how you plan to get out abel i do not plan for us to get out (laughs) i should say that is how i would have you get out but i i know that given the right warlock I might well be able to grant some level of my wants great power. And there is a tree growing in the temple underground. Fuck. (laughs) And I believe, I believe you might be able to use that tree. Even if the teleportation circle is destroyed to exit. Use the tree. Yes. I gotta be I gotta be honest with you fellas. I I don't exactly follow how all this stuff works. I'm and especially with, you. with the chest too. Do we have any way that we can get troops from Lakenhearth here? Well we did leave the chest with Galwinia and Mr. Percy. Mr. Percy has the chest with him. Perhaps perhaps we could set up Set up a way to have them walk through the chest and come this way. Our, our weapons in this fight will be surprise and overwhelming force. I think if we, uh, if we plan on a battle of attrition, we will lose. Our goal must be to terrify our enemies. How, how, many, how many can you bring from Lake and Hearth? That I'm not sure. I mean... Easily another hundred. A hundred? Is that true, priest? Is, is it true? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a exaggeration to me, but um, <laughs> but we'll see what we can I mean, do if that's your, if that's your plan. They've been getting some recruits. People have been coming there. We've been there. sending people there. John, 
John, mm-hmm. is that a persuasion check or deception check? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The truth is, we don't know. We'll have to ask. Yeah. Now, what do you say in character? Is he another hundred? <laughs> oh, no, that was a question for Sam, yeah. for Abel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is that true, Abel? Our force in Lake and Hearth is uh, mighty. We can bring them bear on this in a way that will shock and possibly awe the <laughs> members of the Hard Army. The size is not necessarily important. It's the ferocity of their attack that will drive our foes back. If this is true and you can you can muster them. You mentioned a chest. It's a traveling chest. Yes. Do you have it here? Can I see it? Mr. Pezzi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's there. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can show him, Master. Let him see. All right. So Percy opens it up and reaches in, and, and Felipe immediately recognizes it. He says, Good night. There's only four of these in existence that I know of. How long have you had this one? It's been, I, I'm not sure. I've only had it a few months, but it's been passed around my family for what seems to be quite some time. Mr. Percy looks up and goes, and I know where the other two are. Madamba just kind of acknowledges Percy and, and you see him light up a little bit. And he says, uh, yes, yes. Uh, if, if you have men on the other side of this, I, I think we might be able to do it. We could take my boat. And I, I, I can actually have my men build uh, a palanquin uh, above it to, to, to hide the chest. It will be like a war wagon on the boat. And and we can open the chest. And as long as we can survive the initial uh, 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 traversement of the, the river, we, we, can, we can open it up uh, and have the men jump out upon, uh, upon the dam and take the fort. Uh, my rangers what's left of them can attack from the south side of the lake of the pond and if you can get a hundred men just coming out quickly now the only the only problem is this is not an easy easy maneuver i've i've uh i i i train my men for this you have to have them bunched up and and you have to be very orderly about this they have to jump into uh, the, the the chest feet down they will em- emerge from the chest feet feet up and we have to be pulling them out if we're going to do this properly so we can quickly get them through so we can get 20 30 40 men in in, in the course of a few seconds uh it, it is quite an operation i i did it in the war wagon and we had a teleportation circle inside of it i don't know if you ever see anything like it and and and, and the men just just rush out yes i i i, I think this might work the, pro- the problem is we do, we do we have a way of hiding the boat once we get to the dam? How big is your boat? It's 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 not a full warship. It's a long boat. It's fifty feet. I don't have anything that can hide a fifty foot boat. Why would we need to hide the boat? You just said we needed to cover our Filnir, it's not really about the size of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> we just needed to shroud our coming, correct? G- gross. <laughs> Um. <laughs> a layer of protection on it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys. It's terrible. <laughs> That's pretty terrible. I've, I've, I've seen Jonas do 
uh, similar. Uh, call up a fog or a weather of some kind. Yes. Felipe, you've done much the same, I assume. I I, I would I could bring a fog in, I uh, but I I fear what casting would do to me at this point. What was the last thing you cast? Was it at the Battle of the Briar? Or sometime after? I cast upon a tree a spell which allows us to walk clear across the earth through plants. And that was what that was the last thing I was able to cast. It does seem quite ambitious to walk across the earth, but I do not know how that magic works. It's a good plan, Jonas. I will draw up the plans on my end. You all should rest. There is still something that troubles me. Oh, just this... one thing. <laughs> <laughs> is there... Uh, are we still... There, there is a way inside the, the depths of the pond without having to traverse through the water? Did you say there was a teleportation circle? In the temple, under the water. We have to get down there first. It is, it is about 400, 500 feet below the ground. Is this, is this one of the circles that has special runes on it? Is it on this map? These teleportation circles must be touched by human hands before they are active. This one has not been used in hundreds of years. So then you said there's a way to get in there without us having to go through the water. Let me me get a clarification here, because there's a way out (laughs) through the teleportation circle, potentially. You said it's about 30 feet down to the bottom of the the pond, but the temple's another 400 feet below that. The water falls down into a lake below the gift. Mm -hmm. So, So even if the dam was destroyed, how did you plan to navigate that, my friend? He holds up a ashen stick and he says, this will keep us from hurting ourselves as we fall. Oh boy. What exactly is that? I got this from a sorcerer name of Nimrod Tolkien. <laughs> <laughs> he has stored a magic in here, which when one is falling, it makes you float to the ground safely. And that can work on a larger number of people. I've never used more than five or six, and I assume there's still charges in it. I haven't used it in quite a while. But the magic is coursing in it. Feel it. And he hands it to you, Jonas. Yeah, I grab it. Yeah, Sounds it's a pretty wand good of... to me, but I'd, I'd study up on this magic yourself just in case, Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> I'd feel a lot better. He doesn't know the spell. That. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Tom did his homework. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> but we're gonna Listen, level as up much first, as I right? hate to uh, trust my life to unknown magics. I believe Felipe Madamba wants this to succeed, and I believe he knows his shit. If. If if the stick will work, I can get us to the hole. <laughs> <laughs> it will work. It will work. Well, all right then. The rest it is. And then we shall move forward with your plan. Gentlemen, today will be a glorious day. All right. So he continues looking at his maps and he sends 
scouts out and uh, to call to call what's left of his rangers back. And uh, they show you to uh, a single room that has uh, uh, boat cots, uh, um, boat um, hammocks stretched across, you know, pillars in there. So they're stacked four high. And uh, there's about 12 sleeping sacks that are sort of stretched across. And and he says, I, I'm sorry, unless you want to sleep outside. Um, this is the best we can do. This will be fine. Hey, and, what do we what do we got in the way of diamonds, Jonas? Uh, well, I was <laughs> before I got before I got my ass handed I mean, listen, to me. I didn't want to demoralize any of the other people that we were talking a big game to, but <laughs> well, I, I I was able to get this, and I was able to get this, and I hand him the diamond dust, and I hand him a a diamond for uh, revivify. Okay. Um, Felipe How much comes diamond in. dust is it? the right amount it's several <laughs> castings several castings sam okay. uh i don't you know, let's say five castings worth Ooh, all right Boom. Um, for the diamond dust is stone skin the 300 gold gp diamond is for revivify so let's say let's say three castings of revivify Ooh, okay um uh tim uh, Felipe yes. looks at you and uh, and he's like he makes eye contact with you as you're going through and you hear in your brain um, uh, when the others are asleep come to me to the water wheel I will share all that I know I give him like the smallest of nods okay nearly imperceptible okay I roll a perception check <laughs> 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 yeah you perceive that he nods to him yeah. okay i mean my passive is an 18 you know it's pretty good yeah and filner's not good at deception i don't think oh no he is He's are you charismatic. kidding me yeah but Very i do know him well could i have advantage yeah. on the roll <laughs> <laughs> can i have advantage on the roll are why are we rolling yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a I 25 perception. <laughs> okay. All right. Go ahead. Give it to me, Phil Near. 28 <laughs> deception, motherfuckers. Oh, my God. I'm like Dumbledore up in this bitch. She's like, <laughs> nobody sees this but Harry. Natural 20. So, wow. I'm do- so, so I'm like, I'm like, Jonas, Felipe asked him a question and he didn't even. That was in my head. In his head. He he didn't say it. Yeah, it was in his head. And here's what I'm going to do for you, Tim. I I, I love this thing. The next time you want to deceive someone, we will count this as as the role. Yes. The next deception (laughs) check you have, you get a natural 20 on. Wow. Uh, So plan accordingly. All right, gentlemen. So uh, in the last episode, I promised that you guys leveled up to 10. I hope you've done your work on that. If you haven't, uh, do it quickly. And um, no need did to tell us here. That? I thought we recorded that. We did. We did. Yeah, we did. We're good. Okay. All right. Okay. And then I'm doing, we're doing a bonus episode for you non-patron subscribers, right. non-Patreon right. subscribers. It's all yeah. there. Yeah. And you're going to do right, what, Sam? I said, we're do, are we doing a long rest? Yes. You can have a long rest. But okay. it's not min- midnight for me yet. It's not midnight for you yet. All right. What happens at mid? Are you getting? I get my gets, full my full hit points back. I still can't get oh, my full hit points back. I'm like now I'm scared of midnight. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, what else happens at midnight? 
We'll have it at midnight. <laughs> uh, I am going to be messing midnight. around. I mean, I you know, I'm not going to necessarily get into detail here, but I am messing around with my prepared spells. A okay, so let's let let's give Phil Nearest a chance to go out of the water wheel. Yeah, I'll once they doze off, I will make my way quietly down to the water wheel. Okay. Uh, Felipe's down there, and he is uh, he's at his table still, and he um, he is wrapping up maps and putting them in uh, waxed paper and sealing wax, and uh, and he says, yeah, "This is the, the, these are the maps that I have of the of the of the Breen and and." And here, and here's here's my map of Adair City and its surroundings, and here's my map of Hark and its surroundings, and and I I have some maps of the the caves around Monterre, but I I do not know that area as well. Um, and and here here this is this is the thing that I wanted you to see. And he and he rolls out uh, this map, and it is um, uh, it, it, at the top of it it says Kegaset Heights. And he says, "This is, this is where the elves who decided not to go to cities fled to after the big war. They do not trust humans. They do not trust gnomes. They do not trust dwarves. I think they might trust you, but you were the only one of your companions who has a chance at that. They will recognize Kegaset in your hands, and and you." Do not want Rawlis in there when you go to Kegaset. Will they sense the soul that is in, encased within? Rawlis was a great friend of mine, but he was an evil man, not an elf. And and they will they will recognize his essence and the sword, uh, and think you are coming to do them harm. I see. So, if you will not have me in the blade, you should not bring that blade with you outside of the brain. I understand. But let me tell you what I can do for you. I understand you made a pact with this Perso and Compiton. Yes. Without given fully the understanding, of- without fully understanding what you were getting into. That is fair, to say the least. I would give you the opportunity. To decide. I have much I can teach, and all I ask is that you allow me to emerge from the sword occasionally from time to time. The wood you took from the tree, may I see it? May I ask you the source of the tree? Do you know? The source of the tree is the rock Donatus and his warlocks. His warlocks are corrupted, but he is a god. Gods cannot be corrupted. Only those who follow them can be corrupted. Gods are nothing. Gods are white checks. I'll pull out the uh, quarterstaff. Yeah. So he says, uh, this great gift that you have been given allows you to touch the spirits. I would ask that you would touch the sword now. Before you do, you should know that... So not now. Wait, sorry. Yes. (laughs) You should know that... That Rawlis will speak through you momentarily, and uh, I will reason with him and and explain to him what will happen next. I plan to give him to the great god of the oceans, the octopus god Ehi herself. 
that his her lair is down below Robert's gift. That is why I would like to take you there, so I can free him when I take his place. And I would ask that you would swear yourself to me uh, in the way that you swore yourself to Pariso and Compiton, so that I may give you powers and we may live together symbiotically. Felipe, that is... You would be giving me more than I would be giving you. I have not known the source of much of my power in any significant way. Pariso was much darker, much more evil than I knew when I made my pact with him. And despite his disappearance, for lack of a better word, my powers have continued to grow. And I have not known for sure whether they came from him or Donatus, given that Perisome had some connection to him in the hall under the mountain. I, I, I believe that you are harnessing your own power now. I, I, I believe that one day, if you decided to channel yourself, you could live forever, making knights of Filnir. I just ask that you, when it's your time to go, uh, that you would set me free and take my place. What is it like in a child weapon? Do you know? Do you know what to expect when you're in there? These, these, the insides of these weapons are like otherworldly planes. They are lonely, but you can see you are connected to the world in ways that uh, humans cannot be. You can see most things from inside the plane of the blade. Time moves differently in there. And you're sure that's something that you want for yourself, to be lonely in a blade, watching the world through some skewed sense of time does not think, sound like something I would want. I think it is. And what... I know we have had common ground in the past, but I, I cannot say that I know you well, Felipe. We have had very few chances to come across one another, very little time to speak to one another, get to know one another. I, I would have, I would have preferred, preferred to have much more time. I, I, I do not think I have long. How long do you think you have? Weeks, months, perhaps. I get weaker every day. When do I need to make this decision? I, I, I plan to release Rallis from the blade. Once we get down to the... Once we get downstairs, but you you will be in charge at that point. Rallis will be taken by Ehi, and the blade will be empty. And what does this channeling process look like? Not pretty. Will I have to murder you? No, I will do that myself. Well, I shall take the time over the next days to... Or hours however long it is that we have together to think on this and decide. If I am somehow able to divine my own power, as you were saying, it seems strange to bind myself to another. However, it does not seem to me that that is entirely the case. But I could be wrong. I know not much about all of this. Nimrod explained it much clearer than I ever could. He is a master chartler. He created many of the weapons here, since the elves have stopped doing it. I see. Go sleep. Take these maps. 
They will do no. They'll do me no good. You said maps of Hark, Adair, the tunnels Vague. around Montaire. The big tunnels. one is the Kegaset, the Kegaset yeah. Heights, which is the um, the area of the gill of the Southern Gilbrain Wilds. There are settlements listed there, but it's mostly just woods and roads that are labeled. Commercials. Hey there, it's John. Just taking a break from the action to tell you about this cool podcast that we've come across. If you long for the days of old school D&D and get a thrill from dark fantasy writing, then you're going to love Tale of the Manticore. Take a listen. Are you looking for a D&D podcast with a dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old-school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls. I think that says it all. Now back to the show. So I will go back to the bunk and... um, we had a short rest before this at some point. So I have my spell slots back after I think, yeah, yeah. Um, at least on my character sheet, they're there. Yeah. Um, but you could, you could cast all your spells and take another short rest and you get the same yeah. benefit as, uh, as these yeah. fellas. So, so I, I want to cast dream and I want to try to converse with, um, with Nimrod. Oh, okay. So, um, if and he and is the basic not- the basic gist of this is just to sort of uh, confirm what Felipe has said about the charneling, but without so we can do like a short version of this so we don't yep. have to rehash a lot of this conversation. Yep. yep. Um, just to basically confirm with him like what he knows about um, the charneling process and the souls and you know that kind of stuff see if it lines up yeah um yes i have forgotten more than anyone else can ever know about chartling uh i taught felipe how to do it he's been asking me how to take quiet dark and turn it back into kegaset for years Uh, for your own power you could do worse but you do not need him do not need him to what you can control rollis he will not come out unless unless Ehi takes him. Uh, he is a silent, charnel presence, like most weapons that are magic. Madamba wishes to be uh, cognizant. He wishes to be uh, a presence. He wishes to be let loose as a specter occasionally. And you know how you must, what you must do to create a specter, and so does he. You must kill. And that is how you can set him free time and time and time and time again. And what will it do for him if his soul is in there? He will be able to float around the world and be seen. And cast his magic. He will still be bound by. He will still be bound by the normal rules of 
specters. He will not be a elevated specter, if that's what you are asking, but he will have the knowledge that he can teach you. He is a very powerful druid. Yes, and you know how the blade will react to a powerful druid within it as opposed to a ranger, an evil ranger. I do not know, but it's, it will still be powerful if that is what you're asking. Tell me the power-ups, Tom. <laughs> like, of course, that's what Nimrod would be worried about, right? No, that's no, right. It'll, it'll still be powerful. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. All right. I think that satisfies my curiosity. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. So you guys I, finish I your... Oh. Do you have any way to get in touch with Florn? And well, we've kind of was... committed him to something here. <laughs> We can we can speak through the chest, uh, Mister Percy. Can you speak with Galwinia through the other side of the chest and tell her of our plan? Tell her to bring Florn along. We can speak to them both. Uh, oh, you want to bring him to you? To you? No, no. We'll just he'll just go talk. to the chest, you know, with Galwinia, and they'll yeah. and we'll talk it out. So they so they they talk it out, and Florn relays to you that he can almost certainly uh, bring all of the Hunter's Guild, which is 25 archers. And uh, he can likely bring on board the uh, agricultural uh, co- cooperative. And, <laughs> and that that's going to be, um, you know, not well-trained, but former soldiers, mostly uh, about 30, uh, 30, 30 people who currently have weapons that they know how to use. And no uh, no other dwarves have shown up or anything? No. Don't Did forget they, it's been like hours. And they do had, they have scythes? Did the agricultural club <laughs> have scythes? Well, here's the deal. I mean, as you know, I am a bit of a scythe of... Uh, aficionado. <laughs> no, that was going to be my next question. What kind of scythes do they have? <laughs> well, the the Brinis use uh, a, a version of scythe that looks like the European or Austrian scythe in our world, with a handle that comes up off the snath. Um, and and jeez, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> um, gotta learn your hardware. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the most Doctor Seuss sound and real word I've ever heard. It's great. It's great. The snath <laughs> is the handle of a scythe. Yeah. Um, so so no. So they they're not. They will not be bringing scythes. That is a that's a terrible weapon. Um, <laughs> that is made for cutting grass and not cutting men's legs. Um. It's like bringing a wrench. <laughs> Unless it's accidentally the- your own. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so he can bring 55 men. And he says, yeah, but, you know, that's going to leave us pretty, uh, it's going to leave us pretty, uh, you know, threadbare here. But, you know, whatever you want. Well, this is mostly for shock and awe. Uh, once our business is done, you can head right back. All right. I'll get them all ready to die. <laughs> a little, uh, a little more positivity there, Florn. Please. Okay. All right. Um. 
so I'm assuming you're going to get a signal to him and uh, Galwinia is there and Galwinia knows how to use these things and knows how quickly you have to like load and unload. And, um, and she just, she, she says, is, is, is Phil there? Is he there? Yeah. He was, he was off talking to Madama, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, well, Well, I I didn't go talk to Madama until you guys were asleep. So I don't know if the timeline on this is a hundred (laughs) percent in order. Yes. He's right here recording. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. Phil, I will, I will come through first, uh, and and then and then we will have the, the the two strongest men that we can muster up here, and they will be catching people physically, catching people, and tossing them out of the chest. So, so you need to have us a, have a landing spot that has enough room for us to be throwing men uh, one after the next, one after the next, one after the next. These things can go very very quickly, and if they do not have room to stand. It can get ugly very quickly. Yes, I suppose there's no good way to stop the flow once there, it begins. There's no way. Very well. We will make those arrangements on our end. Perhaps Paulson will play catch a bit too. That sounds good. It is good to hear your voice. <laughs> it's good to hear your voice as well. Are we leaving anyone behind that knows how to operate the chest from the other end, Galwinia? There's no way Florin will stay here. He will be coming. I will jump back through when we have the last man out to man the other side. All right. That would make me happy to know that you are safe. Well, I'll be in a town filled with elderly women and no more guards. That's where I will be. Yes, but I trust you know how to take care of yourself. That's you true. have proved it time and time again. All right. So here's the here's the plan, as far as I understand. I hope Wokist magically turns up right when Felipe <laughs> wants him to. <laughs> oh, Wokist might be there. Um, uh, so you're going to head down the river in Felipe's boat ahead of the Monterans. You were going to take out the two embankments and then you're going to head to the pond. And when you enter the pond, he has shown you where the, where the, um, where the fort is. Uh, you're going to head over, over the, like over the water to the dam and then storm the dam fort from the boat with the troops coming off of the out of the chest. Is that correct? Yes, except we would like to time it. We would like to arrive after the Monterans, not before. Okay. We would like their attention to be on the Monterans. Okay. And we want the Monterans to feel like we saved them. Okay. So can you hide... Or are you going to let the Monterans come past in their warboats before you head out? I mean, that's a good question. It's a good question for Felipe and Madamba. If <laughs> Felipe wants to take the fort himself before the Monterans arrive, that's what he wants to do. 
Yeah. I'm I'm not sure that's what or I'm I'm sure that's what he wants to do with our men. <laughs> that is correct. That is what he wants to do with your men. That's right. That's right. Yeah. There's no there's a reason why he's he's gotten as far as he has. But also no further. Yes. He's failing upward. To his but level of incompetence. I would assume that with the disorganization in the Hark army right now, like taking out these embankments and making our way up isn't necessarily going to set off more alarm bells than like a large Monterran force coming down from the other direction. I think that's true. That's probably true. So you want to take that, take out the embankments first. Well, we have to, right? On yeah. the way up. We have to, yeah. yeah, we have to get block those chains from going up and disabling the boat. Well, it is a long boat. Three strong men can carry it easily. Two strong men can carry it with some level of difficulty. We could take out the embankments, pull the boat ashore, move it into the forest, wait for the warship to pass, and then put back into water. Okay, hold on a second. I have been picturing this, and this, I, I don't know if we need to cut this out or not. I was thinking we are on opposite sides of the dam. I thought so too. From no. the Monterans. The Monterans no. are coming south, we're heading north. <laughs> yeah, I, I no. thought the same thing. Sorry. Okay. So from the Monterans the... would pass where we are now That's on correct. their way to the fort. That's gotcha. correct. That's correct. That okay. makes more sense with water flow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They will they will pass you. Or you will head out ahead of them. The chain will be no problem for a longboat. Like you could duck and right. get through. But uh, a warship a warship is gonna be potentially. Yes, that's correct. And probably feathered with burning arrows. So this would be my suggestion then is that we we proceed ahead of them, take out the two embankments. Do I need to do this anyway? We proceed ahead of them, take out the two embankments. <laughs> we put ashore ahead of the fort, bring our forces through, and then attack the fort via land when the Monterran boats show up. Okay. That sounds right to me. And Madamba is not happy about this. Uh, and he says, uh, how do you propose getting us to the bottom of the pond without drowning? Temp- Tempest will show us the way. Felipe, 30 feet is not that hard to swim. But it is, will be hard to say the command word to my wand if I cannot speak. but you don't say the command word to your wand until we're falling, at which point we should no longer be completely submerged in water. Am I wrong? I, that sounds correct. <laughs> or am I just being hopeful? Doesn't sound great. I'll be honest, guys. <laughs> no, no, but I'm... in a waterfall, it, it does not travel in a solid stream. It breaks apart. One no. could scream when they dive down a waterfall. Felipe. Yes? As one old 
one old campaigner to another. I'll get us to the bottom of that goddamn pond. All right, he reaches out his hand to shake yours, Abel. He says, the last few days of my life is in your hands then. And I give him like a, a predator handshake. All right. Cool. But like, <laughs> but like gently because he's a little frail. He's a little right? bit frail. Yeah. 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 Don't break his arm. <laughs> you get into his boat. And, and I, wait a second. Okay. We get into his boat. And I whisper to Felipe, what's, what's the date today? Date? I, don't, I, I have no idea. What, I, it's on the calendar. What is it? I haven't seen a calendar in, 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 in years. This is the, we're, we're approaching harvest. I am. What's my... the date today? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I can't tell one 10 day from another. It, it's April 23rd. <laughs> 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 So I, I um, do my inspiring leader. Okay, I was gonna and, say, this and is a give everybody day. twelve temporary hit points. Okay, and I'm, you know, I'm up on the prow of the boat, expounding about the glorious victory and the death and destruction we're about to reign on the Hark army. And at the end. All the citizens of the valley will know that they have our protection. Whether the army that sits outside their walls right now is Hark, Adair, Monterre, or <laughs> think about Jesus and the uh, other. <laughs> <laughs> Today, a new nation will be born. April 23rd will be our Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the rangers who are in the forest there's only eight of them (laughs) and and uh they raise spears and uh and they you you hear them call out for madamba and they disappear into the forest and you sort of kind of see bits and pieces of them running down ahead of you along the shoreline and the boat pushes off and madamba stands up on the prow and he has his cane there and he puts it in where one of the sails would have been and there are two rowers on either side of you and there's one sail in the back and madamba is holding himself up and you see this little gnome, this frail old gnome, and you don't see any of the power that you once saw in him. And you are not filled with confidence <laughs> that that he is going to be able to do much in this upcoming battle. And he looks back at you all and he says, this will be my, my great day. Onward. And thus ends episode 47 of the Dungeon Dads podcast. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, All of a sudden on a boat to disaster. I'm on a boat. We're on a boat. We're on a boat. (laughs) I haven't been as excited about an upcoming episode. I know. Oh, my goodness. I know.
We got a lot ahead of us. I'm, yes, we I'm do. really excited. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not even sure it's going to be one episode's worth ahead of us. Um, it seems like you know uh, this might be the return of the king situation. I think right? You're right. We're going to have I'm the worst. battle, and then the conclusion, <laughs> and then we got to get down there. Yes. And, yeah. Like and you got to see what happens. Happen. Charnel somebody, and then we got to get out of there, and then. You know, there's going to be like eight endings to this season, it seems like. <laughs> might, this might take five more episodes. This could take five more episodes. You're right. I'm the worst. <laughs> well, if you just jumped... been telling everybody. If you just jumped in the boat <laughs> and let him do his goddamn thing. <laughs> if you just jumped in the boat. If you just, just let Tom railroad this thing. <laughs> just let me destroy the dam. Flood everybody. <laughs> By the way... Uh, um, word of you has made it made its way back to Wokest, or will be making its way back to Wokest. <laughs> and and people are now calling Ionis hot lunch. Hot lunch. <laughs> yeah, it's like a for for burning people down while they eat lunch. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Better than hot pie, but not by much. Not by much. Hot lunch. <laughs> Beware the hot lunch. Be, listen, King Hot Lunch. It, it could be worse. It could have been Hot Orphan. Charred Orphan. It could be Ooh. Hot Orphan Lunch. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Let's save that for the bonus. Although I think we're done with it. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hop on uh, the Patreon if that doesn't incentivize us. I, I don't know. know right? Oh gosh. All right, guys. <laughs> Toodaloo, everybody. Can you say, April 23rd will be our Independence Day? Please? You do it, Daddy. No, it's more fun if you do it. I thought you wanted to help me. No, I, I was just here to say goodnight. Okay, well, can you give me a hug and a kiss? Yeah. Okay. Mm, I love you. Good night, Daddy. Good night.